Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Jedi Order podcast, guys. Obviously, we're coming into episode 8 of WandaVision now and everything is getting so much because there's so much going on. So much. I don't even... um, We've got... Episode 9's got a lot to answer for because there's a a lot to wrap up, but we're very excited about it. But we also just want to say we've got so much content coming up. Ards, what what the other things that we're going to be copying in soon? Uh, we're going to be chatting oof, tons. I mean, we've got Star Wars Bad Batch coming up, um, Winter Soldier vs. Falcon. We're going to be discussing the Monster Universe films and, and the back films of like Godzilla and, and King Kong and Kong. Uh, the Loki series, Justice League. I mean, what else? Like, um, we're, also, we're also probably, we've got Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Which oh. just released a real sick trailer the other day. Um which was insane. The su- James Gunn's Suicide Squad, obviously mm-hmm. coming up as well. So, phew, I mean, there's so much coming out. And don't you worry, because obviously we're going to be, like Ars just said, we're going to be going into the Bad Batch, uh, Star Wars' Bad Batch, and there's going to be a lot more Star Wars com- content coming out in the latter part of the year, because we will cover everything from The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba and the Star Wars Visions, uh, as well as, like, Marvel's What If and... Yeah, so so much. Um, we might even cover Space Jam just because of the lols. Um, so uh, hell yeah, <laughs> we are kids so... of the nineties, man. So we have to. It's our duty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but anyway, guys, why don't you enjoy this episode first? But we just wanted to give you a heads up of what's coming up. So, hey, here's the next episode of the Cheddar Order Podcast. <laughs> Um, I, wo- I woke up this morning and um, because obviously, sorry guys, we're doing this a day late, but you know, life happens and gets away. I woke up in this morning, in this, in this morning, this morning uh, with an email coming through saying, you've won on your lottery ticket. Log into your account. I'm like, this is it, guys. I can be a millionaire. It's coming. I'm going to, I'm not going to do it straight away. I'm going to give myself an hour or so just before we got online. <laughs> was Normal like, okay. life, you know, before your life just yeah. becomes already something planning, different. Already planning, <laughs> I'm going to get this car and <laughs> when when we're allowed to holiday again, it's just going to be nuts. You've won the whole family. £7.95. Pence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, that pays for like a quarter of a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Better than nothing, I have to say, you know. Probably just going to invest it back into lottery tickets, to be honest, and then just... Lose yeah. it all over again. <laughs> They're like, we've transferred this straight to your account. I'm like, whoa. Ho, ho. <laughs> Someone's having a fun weekend. Um, this is, we always have it on in the background, my favourite episode. 
Uh, we start in, when did we start? 1693? Uh, we started Salem. Like, yeah. we were talking about Agatha Harkness, her backstory. It goes straight back to Salem, where rather than I thought it was going to be more like a trial in sense she was a witch yeah. being put on trial by the random people who thought she was a witch. By like angry townspeople, yeah. And then when they asked her that question, are you a witch? Like, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so maybe, maybe this isn't the general townsfolk. <laughs> yeah. But, um, of course, it was just the coven of witches that put to the test because she is meddling with things she should not be meddling with. Higher powers, yeah. It was uh, felt like a movie start, you know, when, you know, I mean, I know how you love your sort of Indiana Jones prequel scenes, you know, at the beginning you know, or that Spielberg kind of thing that they used to do where you get that prequel scene to set the, the context of characters and, mm. you know, this was that sort of feeling, you know, where it's like, oh, getting some good backstory here and quite interesting, to be honest, um, you know, seeing how she takes out her coven because she's clearly way too powerful even back then. Um, and again, you know, like this episode, it gives so much oh, wonderful context into everything we've seen. Um and sometimes, you know, it just, whilst you learn so much more, it also throws out more questions, you know, like, why has Agnes been pursuing this higher power for so long, you know, for hundreds of years, clearly, you know? Um, hundreds of years, yeah. I mean, yeah. this whole scene is awesome. Yeah. This whole Salem scene is just brilliant. And like you said, I mean, we're in the cinematic viewing you know, when they put it into the widescreen, the cinematic widescreen, which yeah. we know they've done a lot of time, they chop and change between the sitcom square, I think it's 16 by 4 or something, to the widescreen angle. And it's just, I mean, Catherine. Yeah. Shout just, out. Uh, I, I, I just, I think I'm falling in love with her. I, I really just, as a villain, she is so great. And, and also seeing her in like a kind of more lead role, because she's always like a really, really funny supporting character uh in a lot of the films and stuff she's been in but in this like seeing it like take you know that center stage just ah oh, she's so great <laughs> two things that i now want from wandavision <laughs> is i want the series with jimmy woo yeah, and the empires yeah and the empires as we've named it and darcy lewis and I want an Agatha Harkness series. Oh, yes. Because yeah. we have got, what, like three centuries to play with. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of time to have a lot of Agatha Harkness going on. And like we're still watching the Salem scene where she just absolutely drains everybody's power and turns them into corpses almost, mummified corpses to a certain extent. Was um, that actually her mum as well? It was her mum, the last So she one. mummified her mum? Mummified her mum. <laughs> Pow. Old I mean, villain. she didn't properly mummify her. We're just saying this because the way they look after she takes them down reminds me of the 1999 film, The Mummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely gave those vibes, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, side note, where's Brendan Fraser? Come on, I, mean, I, know, I know he does like some a DC thing called Doom Patrol and stuff, but... Can um can we start putting Brendan Fraser please back in like fun action adventures? Can we have a can we have another 
mummy film, but you know where he's a bit more like rugged and disgruntled. You know, it's not as tongue in cheek, but it's more like Indiana Jones tongue in cheek because those first couple of mummy films were just jolly good fun, and he was like a he was pretty much an action hero from like the late nineties to mid noughties, wasn't he? Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I did see an article saying, where is Brendan Fraser these days? I didn't read it, though, so I can't exactly confirm. But I think I remember like reading like a while back that he kind of took a break from films, or like there was, he had a string of maybe like kind of, I mean, he did do George of the Jungle. Um, but that was, that was way ago that he did George of the Jungle, and yeah, it was very much that it was like, um, I read an article on it, and it was uh, an article that actually interviewed him. Right. And, um, I think it was like he had a string of box office flops oh. and Hollywood does what Hollywood does and like turns their back on people. And then he had a really, really bad divorce. Where right. he was, I think that was it. Yeah. Which was like, I think quite mentally draining on him and lost mm. a lot of money. Um, so he just kind of took a step back from everything. So I think he had a pretty hard time for like at least five years or so, but I would love to see Brendan Fraser because Brendan Fraser was very much so modern day Indiana Jones. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. Very good, like it was like um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, that was fun. Mummy yeah. films. Um, uh, I remember a film called Inkheart, which I really enjoyed that he did. Do you yeah. remember Blast from the Past? Blast from the Past. That's an old school Brendan Fraser, wasn't it? Yeah, it's from like I think '95, and it's a film where him and his family. Um, they believe that nuclear war is about to happen, so they live for like 30 years in a nuclear bunker together, <laughs> and then he emerges in the 90s, and not knowing that, well, assuming that it's a post-apocalypse, but it's actually just civilization and has to kind of assimilate into it. Um, and of course, he's like the level bagoon who, like, you know, knows loads of stuff and is, you know, very well versed in, I think, like fighting or something, and. Yeah, and just adjusting to modern life, really. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, guys. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Brendan episode will air next week. Um, <laughs> so back to this one. So this is, I mean, we've got full-on WandaVision Christmas Carol here, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the Dickens version of WandaVision, <laughs> which... There's just so many things to like about this episode. Firstly, I mean, Agatha Harkness, Agatha Harkness, Agatha mm. Harkness. Mm. Just this sinisterness of it. Her character is just so brilliantly played. The more we're getting of her character, the better. It really pains me that we've only got one episode left after this. I kind of wish there was just some like Agatha Harkness episodes as a sidebar to the series. Well, it makes you know, it makes me think though. Like there are so many storylines that are kind of, I mean, there's so many things that, in, that need to kind of be resolved in the last ep- in the next slash last episode that <coughs> maybe you are, you know, maybe there is more to come. You know, like that they haven't revealed yet that if this is linked up to Doctor Strange two, which is coming out, you know, this time next year. You know, maybe that we are going to get some sort of, you know, Ag- or, uh, Agatha Harkness spin-off series or something to line her up more as a villain. Um, because, I don't know, I feel that like almost like, 
this episode and you know this series has brought so many things that like it will it be resolved right away or are we going to see more of her um it will she become like more of a main villain in the marvel universe to carry out you know on certain storylines and and also like what as i said like what is she working towards you know what is she gonna manifest or bring on the uh on the universe that you know will change things or you know create a new bad guy or something that you know needs to be contended with and you know, feeds a lot more storylines. So, you know, who knows? Here's hoping, really. <laughs> you know, M series and Agatha Harkness series. Um, but yeah, this episode is just. It, I mean, it gives you so much. It's it's the epic episode that gives you all the context as to you know what's been leading up, and there's fair few surprises, lots of emotions. Um, both well, mainly sad, but some happy as well. Um. But it's a it's a strong episode in terms of um, I mean just the amount of reveals really um, seeing you know um, Wanda's whole backstory and all the events that led her up to this point um, and also you know that made her become so powerful um, yeah. from you know starting in Sokovia which is uh, pretty I mean, well, we we see the context for why you know she first of all loves sitcoms so much, and also, I mean, one of the things that I love is you know seeing which sitcoms exactly um, all the episodes from this series, you know, like where each one has come from. So you get like the Dick Van Dyke Show, you see the Malcolm in the Middle DVD and the suitcase, you know, that the dad has. Yeah. Um, I liked that. That was a nice <laughs> little addition. Yeah. So it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's uh. It's a great ride, you know, again, it, it, and as you said, like, you know, the, the screen is in cinematic mode and the whole thing feels like a, an epic sort of cinema backstory run. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, so the, just watching the kind of scene with in Sokovia now, um, the backstory and how they well, This is a brilliant way to do a backstory of a character. Yeah. This Because this is one thing we... I don't think we ever truly get, do we, in terms of Wanda Maximoff. You kind of, you know about her if you know about her in the comics. When it comes to the films, you get a very brief part on her, where she comes from, and her hatred for Stark for various reasons. And then that kind of takes a real kind of, you know, backseat to the rest of the movies that are going on because she's always in ensemble movies. It's ne- obviously it's never Wanda movies. It's always like an Avengers movie or a Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. So this is this was really great to fill in all of those gaps, so to speak, about Wanda's character and her different parts in her life. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's yeah, it was just great seeing like the family aspect of it. And for a second, I was when the explosion happens in Sokovia, and I was wondering, it's like, well, where's the Stark missile? <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, it finally comes in. I was like, phew, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was like really important to me that it happened. I was like, but that was the main bit of the storyline, guys. <laughs> I mean, it, it needs that, you know, it needs to make an appearance at least, you know. So it's, uh, but yeah, we, we get it. And then some as well, you know, the fact that it kind of terrorized them for two days straight that they didn't, um, you know, move from where they were sitting, which was pretty tragic. Um, yeah, it makes it's... me really want to watch Dick Van Dyke, though. 
And Bewitched as well, you know, and that was Bewitched, the other DVD yeah. that I saw, you know. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Bewitched, such a great sitcom from back in the day. Back in, uh, back way before our day. But there was reruns when I was younger, for sure. I was going to say, in chan- on Channel 4, they always used to do those old sitcoms. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and, and that's what's so great about this Sokovia, like, see that it kind of invokes that... Um, that familiarity like you even have with these shows as well um and and that feeling of sitting around together you know at a certain time watching with the fam um it was uh yeah you know so much emotion in this episode you know i mean from these kind of like happy moments until like you know and then you get plunged into like epic sadness um and just building up like wonder as a character and you know how much crap she's had to swallow throughout her life you know um in a variety of ways, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah I, I love the you know as I, I was just saying like you know all this kind of context building and and you know, I mean, from uh, I mean these kind of you know epic dark moments, and then also seeing her kind of joining up with um with Hydra and 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 that whole story as well. I mean, it's yeah, it really enriches her as a you know as a character and and, and the whole backstory and. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of justifies how epically powerful she is in a way because you know, there's so much kind of bad balance in terms of on the dark side that you know it kind of flips around the other way really, uh, which is kind of similar to you know like um, um, you know seeing kind of Agatha's backstory as well and how she's able to kind of flip the magic as well and you know and, and you know again you know as I said with her you know it, it's curious to see like you know how their backstories because it doesn't. In the comics, I, I don't know if this. I think I was talking with a friend the other day, and I think he mentioned that was Agatha Wanda's teacher in the comics. You know? So, in in one line of the comics, Agatha is um, teaches Wanda like the other side of magic. So, I believe there's like two styles of magic, isn't there? Wanda has a, like a natural magic magic, which is brought on through the infinity stone yeah and then there's this other type of magic which uh which is like old magic original magic which uh, i i believe in the comics agatha harkness teaches wanda right and wanda again becomes really powerful and i think she takes out agatha harkness in the comics i think i'm not 100 percent on that um but so it'd be it'd be interesting because i'm kind of intrigued in both ways in the sense that I would love to see a team up and a team up works in the sense that Wanda is always kind of being left alone, isn't she? Mm. This situation is slightly different because of uh, Agatha's like threat on her children. And, um, but yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing a team up, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind if they just went at each other and you had, kind of a battle between them two but I feel I like it's building up I don't want to see Agatha Harkness completely wiped out because I just want to see more of Agatha Harkness <laughs> yeah I agree I mean but you know um, you know I mean there's other things that this episode throws up which makes me think that maybe episode 9 isn't the end I mean the fact that you have Agatha Harkness as like this kind of new villain uh, really revealed at the end of episode 7 uh, and we don't know what her kind of 
whole goal is that she just want the kind of chaos magic that you know similar powers to like what Wanda has displayed and you know to rule the universe or does she you know want to invoke another villain or um i mean yeah we don't really know what her intentions are and then um and also you know then we'll get onto it later but you know there's also the the now two visions as well in 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 kind of different realities so there's multiple things that <laughs> episode nine is lining up in terms of battles and and we don't know like how things are going to go down so like maybe you know in the distant future if Agatha survives this series um Maybe her and Wanda will team up and, you know, be kind of more true to the comics. But here it seems, um, but maybe, you know, this is kind of part of the, you know, I suppose Agatha going through Wanda's past with her is kind of somewhat of a teaching because it is making Wanda understand how she's come to be so powerful. And because Wanda doesn't really know, you know, I mean, we've seen in the series that she's confused about her own situation um, and what's going on and who's in control, etc. And the fact that Agatha is kind of guiding her along these points and, and sort of, um, I mean, the things that Agatha does throughout the series does push Wanda to get more and more powerful. So maybe it's like a sort of, a kind of inadvertent powering of Wanda through Agatha, you know? Um, and maybe that's, that's Agatha's, part of Agatha's goal, you know? Maybe she wants to try and convince Wanda that, um, to join her and, yeah. to, you know, for whatever plan she has. Um uh- I mean, I would very much enjoy to see kind of that going through into the Doctor Strange film. Yeah, yeah because maybe, maybe Wanda and Agatha, so to speak, are the main villains in the Doctor Strange film. Absolutely, and and maybe you know, and also with or maybe Storm maybe and... they are the main villains for the next like you know five, six, seven years in terms of how Thanos was. He yeah. was literally the main villain for ten plus years. Yeah. Um, but obviously we see Wanda's but this is the interesting thing when you see Wanda's interaction with the stone yeah. which is obviously not seen by anybody else but you see a, like an outline, a silhouette of her Scarlet Witch yeah. which effectively is her so to speak like coming towards her, maybe it's showing her a premonition of what she's going to be In that but, golden light, do you reckon that's a, a, a good character then? Because like I mean, you know, as we know, like Marvel loves their their colors, and from Agatha's kind of dark purple, which clearly you know has, I thought it had Ursula from Little Mermaid vibes. Um, well, so gold is just the color of the stone, isn't it? I know, but like, does that you know kind of represent like I don't know is she going to be a good or a bad character? You know, like in terms of what the Scarlet Witch is and and that. Well, I don't know because it's manipulating colors, isn't it? Because. Agatha's colours, what the colour of her magic is purple, mm. and purple's pretty much the colour um, linked to Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at gold, gold is probably linked best to I would say Iron Man, and yeah. Vision, so to speak, because it's the the same. Isn't it the same stone? It's the same yeah. stone, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like so. Uh, Gold is linked to, yeah, well, uh, if we're talking just colours here, I'll say yeah. Vision and, uh, yeah, Vision. But then Thanos I, is purple. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. I have to say, though, like, um, seeing the Scarlet Witch like that, it gave me proper, do, do, you know, the Phoenix, uh, like, Jean from um, X-Men. Jean Grey. Yeah, Jean Grey and how she becomes the Phoenix. Like, I, got, I was getting, you know, massive vibes of that, you know, that kind of 
massively power be- powerful being that kind of rises out from um you know the pretty bad situation and, and then just you know overpowers everything and everyone um so there's uh yeah i was getting those kind of little vibes as well so yeah interested to see how that plays out in the next episode and and beyond you know um but um oh uh, and i'm just, you know after the uh the scene where she's you know signs up with the uh, is it is it Hydra she signs up with there the the yeah. yeah so after that scene which again very telling scene and you know reveals how she gained you know her power um and the, again like you know another path setter really um but I love the scene afterwards with her between her and Vision you know at first it was kind of like a slowdown you know on the whole context of the episode but um. It's so, you know, Vision's sort of, you know, uh, explanation of grief I thought was really nice bit of writing uh, from from the from the episode, really deep and and really, you know, just shows their whole kind of relationship and how it how it developed and and well, I mean, you know, and these just very tender moments, you know. Uh, again, you know, like we've said, like there's such good writing throughout the whole series that even when it does slow down like this, it's just you know, you just get so much from it. Um, and it is a really emotional moment as well. You know, really well shot, really well acted. Um, and, uh, you know, again, one of those path setters for, you know, for Wonder and like, you know, um, reveals for why she is how she is now. It's really nice to see as well, because you don't get a lot of these moments between Wonder and Fission and kind of giving you not so much the backstory to their relationship, but the kind of just the depth of their connection and the reason for their connection because of having somewhat similarities between their existences. Yeah. I'd say existences rather than lives because Vision's more of like an existence of him being around than, you know, born and growing up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Compared yeah. to uh, Wonders. So, but yeah, it's like you said, it's really nice. I mean, it, this is why this episode is extremely well done because it sets up all the different elements of the story very well and it tells the parts of Wanda's life very well to get you to that end game, um, excuse the pun, of this <laughs> of this particular episode. Um, it does it, it does it really well, beat by beat, filling in the right gaps, even though you kind of knew this knowledge, but it's just giving you depth. And of course, it's it's a setup, isn't it? It's a it's a it's a way of them, I suppose, way of them really ticking off all the boxes going going into the last episode of what we think is the last episode that this is. Instead, we we kind of we've got all boxes are filled with the information that we need to go into this last episode and really, yeah. you know, as it comes to a head and kind of see what unravels. We've got all the bits of information and we kind of know where we stand. Yeah, and you know, again, you know, um, what's the you know with the last episode like? What's it gonna be? Is it gonna be like? I feel that now that you know, because this episode just gets all the context out of the way, so it feels like the next episode is just gonna be one action-packed like joyride, uh, roller coaster um, of an episode, and I'm I'm hoping it's even longer than this one because this one is slightly longer in terms of the running time, and we get you know the extra scene in the credits. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that you know episode nine is going to be even longer than this one and just like all out kind of battle. Um, 
between all the, all, I mean, there's so many varied elements that are set up that it's, uh, you know, the wonder and the kids and 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 uh, Agatha. Well, I love this the moment at this scene when we have Vision and Wanda on the bed afterwards when we have Agatha talking to Wanda <laughs> she's like so just before that he, she, you see Agatha kind of react to Wanda and Vision oh, like, yeah. wiping a tear away from her eye kind of and then I mean she lays it on thick and she's like right so your brother's dead um, your parents are dead Vision's dead and Wanda's like Jesus right? <laughs> <laughs> this is really intense um, but she's, it's, I know she's pushing her for her own gain, but it's almost like she always, she just wants her to get there as well. I think for, a, in some in, instance for herself as well. Yeah. And she's just like, come on. We're like, we're, this is the moment now we're like so close to figuring this out and getting there. And it's kind of like Wanda's therapy in a really, mm. <laughs> uh, tragic way <laughs> but it's interesting because yeah as you said like you know with and as you know we discussing earlier like the fact that agatha is leading her down this way like is it also going to be agatha's undoing because you know agatha clearly wants to understand how wanda has become so powerful through you know her kind of emotional um kind of outburst of magic and now that she's helping her understand it you know <laughs> wanda's going to be like able to control it better i suppose and, and use it against agatha kind of even even more like well more consciously um and yeah so it, it's interesting that you know like agatha is like i mean it always it happens with so many villains though that they kind of you know spur on the the, the kind of protagonist hero to like a greater level of power um and yeah maybe she agatha like you know is trying to like understand how she does become so powerful i mean it spurs on wonder but there's also you know I, I think you know the scene with sword as well was very telling uh in terms of like hayward and sword and what their intentions are and and also you know how he used the footage um to convince with rambo in like the previous episode about um you know that wonder is evil and that she you know stole vision's body uh i thought that was like quite an interesting little twist yeah. it's like oh my god it's not actually Vision's body that she stole, and actually Wanda was completely, you know, I mean, didn't attack them, really. I mean, no. the other way he made it out was that she was a villain. Um, and obviously, you know, we see what Hayward's intention is at the end of the episode with, you know, Vision's body and stuff. Um, that he essentially wants to turn him into, you know, a sentient weapon for them, or like a subservient sentient weapon, I should say, um, for Sword. Um and uh yeah you know so and that's kind of like another element that's you know going to be introduced into the next episode and also like sword going forward you know like the sort of organization they are and and you know what they're doing and how they're you know again pulling certain strings yeah and it's kind of it's really interesting because he you know he's is he who he says he is as well who knows who knows but he's definitely a, like turning out to be the rival villain there's yeah. so many villains the corporate <laughs> villain you know the corporate villain but there's so many villains on like different you know because in some senses even though i think it's it's not exactly something she intentionally did wonder in the sense of when she sees she creates this world and because you first see when she drives into westview and then you know create it's all it's all brought on by grief pretty much that this her 
her powers and abilities expand and explode into what we know as Westview and WandaVision today. But there's that slight essence of, you know, she's still, she's, she knows what she's doing after it's happened and controlling these people and, and like trapping these people into her sitcom world. Then you've got director Hayward, who there's obviously a mission here, which there is quite clearly to weaponizing vision, which he said, that's what they weren't going to do, but that's what they do. Yeah. And then you've got Agatha Harkness as well, who's kind of, at the moment, been manipulating Wanda as it goes on for her own gain. Has her children currently hostage, but you don't know if Agatha's playing to her side or not really, or keeping it in the middle, or all self-absorbed for herself. So you've got, rather what? than, you've only really got Monica Rambo and the trio, haven't you? And Jimmy yeah. Wolf, Darcy Lewis as kind of like the good guys. And then you, they're just surrounded by semi-villains or full yeah. villains. You don't quite know, which I guess is everything that's going to be unveiled to us in the last episode. Yeah. And one what? thing I really feel the last episode needs is at least an hour yeah. to yeah. get through all of this. What's interesting as well with Sword and Hayward is, and what we've been revealed in previous episodes is, you know, the fact that they are tracking vision within Wanda's world, which is essentially, like, from what we find out in this episode, is Wanda's own creation of vision, you know? Uh, and that's interesting that they're tracking vision in the world as well as rebuilding their own evil vision uh, or bad vision. I don't know, wait, bad vision? Uh, is that a good name? Like, you know, cause... So their vision is kind of like, it's based on the uh, vision from the comics. Oh. soulless vision is the best yeah. way to describe it like it's uh, more uh, vision which is yeah. robotic so to speak like Jarvis without any yeah. emotion kind of maybe compassion and thoughtfulness so to speak yeah but does it's that interesting mean that... because we're oh. we're going to get two visions and but are they tracking the vision in Wanda's world to then fight the vision in you know their own world or you know what is the the kind of goal for tracking wanda's vision as well because that was you know what we had thought previously that you know wanda had stolen vision's body and then created him in the world and they were now monitoring that to try and capitalize on that but now it's a different aim because they still have vision um and his body and they've recreated him and yet they're also still tracking that other vision in the world so you know is there something they need from that vision um or has, you know, I mean, and also, like, <laughs> that, vi you know, the, the vision that Wanda's created, like, how real is he, you know? Is, is he, it's like with the kids, you know, like, I, I think we can now confirm that the kids are real, because, again, that was a sort of bugbear that we had in the previous episodes in terms of, like, are they real or not? Will they disappear outside of Wanda's, you know, world that she's created? Or, um, yeah, I mean, will, will they vanish with it? You know, what, what, what are they really? And, and also, you know, the fact that she creates this vision as well, like, has she created her own sort of, I don't know, less powerful mind stone as well? I mean, does she have that sort of power? I mean, so many questions, Ben. <laughs> so many questions. I also love the fact that, you know, this is kind of Westview is where they picked to kind of start their life. And it's kind of this really down to earth in the sense that they're these almost seen as like these glamorous superheroes, but it doesn't mean they have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly run down the modern day Westview. Like really run down. I was I'm surprised that Vision and and Wanda chose uh kind of that spot, but it's um, you know. I mean again, 
Is there a, a further reason for that as well that we'll find out? Um, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and also seeing all the Westview characters as well, you know, going through and they all look pretty sad. But you still don't see... What uh, is it, Dotty? The blonde one. From... Yeah, from... You just Emma, don't Emma see Crawford. her again. Yeah, she was in like I think the last episode for like a shot or two. Um... Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> maybe there'll be a further reveal, you know, in terms of uh, maybe she's another, you know, kind of character. But I mean, it's not really building up that way. But we'll see. <laughs> Any, anything can happen, I suppose. You know. Um... Yeah. But yeah, and then we see, of course, like Wanda, you know, exploding with power uh, from her grief. Um, Which is awesome. Her... It's another unbelievable yeah. scene. It just is wicked, and it's just super cinematic, isn't it? Super cinematic, and I just wish we had more of this because I absolutely love it yeah. when she first transforms Westview into what we knew Westview in episode one. Um, it's just awesome, and then like the creation of Vision as well. Yeah. And yeah. like it's the creation of vision in every aspect possible because that vision has his own conscience conscience yeah. and mind and thoughts and stuff which we click which develops as we have been watching the show. Mm-hmm. I do And, and I do, he learns his own backstory as well, you know. Yeah. From the real world. But uh, through, you know, um uh Darcy. Um so he he is essentially a real vision, you know, like a kind of more real vision than the actual vision now, you know. Um, or as Wanda knew him and, and kind of, you know, as we got to know him um, throughout the, you know, the Avengers films and Marvel films. And, you know, so he's, uh, yeah, like, what is he? Is he real? Is he not? Like, is, is you know, the, the Mind Stone in him real or not? Is he, you know, is he... Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, and, you know, as I said, like, there's so well, many kind of learning this context, like, throws up so many more kind of questions and, you know, quandaries. Like, will, will he exist beyond the, the next episode? You know, who knows? Um, I mean, she creates him and she created the children, so it kind of feels like even if the, the hex of the Westview disappears, hmm. the children and vision will still prevail to I I don't know to a certain extent because then we see that time where vision goes through yeah um oh, outside yeah. of Westview and he kind of gets ripped apart so to speak so maybe he doesn't survive outside I'm not same with the kids it's really yeah. hard to know really hard to know I mean technically that should mean to us that he doesn't but at the same time but but now that Wanda you know realizes her power to Agatha revealing it to her and shows how she gets to become you know i mean well the whole creation process like does that mean that what you know wonder can then be powerful enough to essentially make vision a sort of character outside her own world you know um when she's created him and you know continues to control the world and you know and and you even see you know obviously agatha earlier in the episode talking up how powerful wonder is and envious of her power and the fact that it goes for miles and miles and it's sort of you know controlling everything you know every detail and storylines and everything so you know now that Wanda realizes all of this does that mean she will become more powerful and you know yeah turn vision into a real entity as, as well as her kids as well um gosh oh, you know a, i mean will episode nine reveal this or will it just keep going um 
I mean, this is there's so. <laughs> I feel that episode nine has like such a massive task on its hands um, in terms of resolving these questions and. Oh, it's going to be, it's, ah, oh, I'm looking forward to it, though. It feels like it's, you know, I mean, we've been talking that it's been building up to something, you know, big and epic, but, you know, this, with all this context and just revealed in this episode, and, I mean, it feels like it's really supercharged now, you know? Yeah, yeah, it it very much does, and it's it's pretty much very exciting. And you know what, it's like, once again, the the credits are so long, and it always gets my we start recording we start playing this in the background as we talk through the episode and we usually talk through the episode for as long as the episode goes so the actual episode itself is only 37 minutes so i really feel we need another 10 15 minutes on top of this hopefully coming into this um into this last episode coming up so i just really hope we get gifted with a bit more time um, fingers but, crossed for it being like an hour and a half long. Can you imagine? If oh it gosh, the dream, film? absolute dream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's certainly that, something I mean, Disney could it. do. You know, I mean, huh? Disney have it's certainly something that you know, like Marvel and Disney could do. Like you know, just as we've seen them like throwing kind of, you know, sort of massive budgets at these series that like are becoming so successful. And one though again is like, I mean, they've built it up. It's really paying off in terms of the story. They know how big this thing is and. And obviously, like for the Marvel Universe to sort of continue and stuff. So maybe then the next episode will be a sort of, you know, almost film extravaganza. Um, which, you know, fingers crossed, really. Because, you know, more of Catherine Hahn, more of uh, Elizabeth Olsen and, and Paul Bettany. I mean, it's just, uh, they've been so good throughout this whole series that, like, it would be so awesome to just finish with, like, a really big kind of ending episode. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? They've been so awesome that you just kind of like, right, not really. This is the the most in-depth we've ever been with these characters, and now I'm definitely not um, willing to let them go. <laughs> yeah. As well as, like, you know, Wu and, and, and you know, Lewis and Rambo. I mean, you just, yeah, like, you want them to kind of, I mean, how are they going to feature in the last episode as well? I mean, we've, they're not featured at all in this episode, again, which is interesting um so like what are their storylines going to kind of wrap up with and how will they play into the whole thing because they're clearly on the side of of wonder and and you know and vision and that goodness and love and you know um and we also saw that rambo got captured by you know pietro in the last episode which and you who know is he working for or Oh, I feel he was he was controlled by agnes wasn't he yeah so i mean agatha did say that like she he is completely her right because, like she couldn't take his body from another uh you know from another continent she says and it was filled with holes you know she kind of you know oh, yes, she does. sorry yeah. she does reference that doesn't she yeah so she, she and she was saying like i didn't want to get involved in necromancy or like i didn't do that um so like he is completely her creation and 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 you know again like we don't know if he's like still existing really um but we're assuming that he's holding like rambo hostage I suppose. Um, yeah. So, yeah. How are they? How are? But you know, how are Rambo and, and Lewis and uh, you know, and I suppose Lewis is still with Vision, the kind of well, the the Wonder Vision. Um, <laughs> you know, filling in his backstory, and he's you know, uh, kind of. Then they're heading back towards 
Well, he kind of leaves her at the end, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, of course he flies off, yeah. <laughs> leaves her in the traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's still there to this day. The school children crossing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, uh, and you know, and Agent Wu's still outside of the of the world. Uh, it may, Maybe he'll have some sort of confrontation with Hayward, you know. Um, and, and, One can only hope. And kind of, you know, um, I don't know, do, uh, sabotage. I was going to say, I was going to say, criticize his plans, but like, we don't need, you know, we don't need critics. We need, you know, action takers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I feel like maybe, you know, Wu might sabotage Hayward and an evil vision or bad vision or you know, whatever vision, soulless vision, white vision. I don't know, <laughs> vision, bad, um, bad vision. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, so God, episode nine really does have uh, a lot in this plate, but we are so looking forward to it, aren't we? We're so looking forward to it, and we're so ready. So, you know, it's on to next week, guys. We'll see you there. guys thanks for listening to another episode of jedi elder podcast don't forget to like comment and subscribe and may the force be with you Bye.